Welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall today. A little show here on WEHC where we get to pretend like we're sitting on the Duck Pond Wall catching up on the news. Donald, did you ever do that? Did you ever uh, sit on the Duck Pond I, Wall? I sat at the Duck Pond plenty of times. I don't know if I was catching up on the news, but I, I sat there plenty of times. Well, so. now this might be a better story than I was counting on. That's even better. <laughs> I want to tell everybody I'm very excited about today's guest because I haven't seen this sweet man's face for a very long time. Donald Thurston is with us today, Emory and Henry class of 1999. Tell me how you're doing, Donald. It's funny to hear 19 in front of it, you know, not I know, right? Ancient, ancient. No, I'm doing well. I'm living in uh, Maryland. For people that know the state of Maryland, I'm in Howard County, uh, Ellicott City. So uh, probably 20 minutes uh, west of Baltimore, you know, just out here working and trying to uh, trying to enjoy life, you know. Well, you, you look good. So I'm going to say that life is agreeing with you. I will tell you this. I just had rotator cuff surgery a couple of months ago. Aww. So you talk about 1999. I still try to play basketball like it was 1999. And How's that going for you? Unfortunately, my body is telling me it's not. And so oh, man. <laughs> I think now this was, uh, this is probably gonna be the retirement for me. I say, oh. I said that a couple of years ago and started playing again, but you know, this, this might be retirement once and for all. Well, I was, I think you thought I was just blowing smoke a minute ago when I said you were, that you were sort of beloved. You and your brother, twin brothers came to Emory and Henry to play basketball, Ronald mm-hmm. and Donald Thurston. And, you know, and I know twins must get tired of that, but you were Ronald and Donald. I mean, you know, everybody, that's kind of how everybody knew you. So um, okay. tell everybody what your job is, because you've got this cool job with Enterprise and I want folks to know what your work is. So I've been blessed when I graduated in 99, I kind of dibbled and dabbled with stuff for probably about six months. And then I landed with Enterprise Rent-A-Car as a management trainee late in 1999, um, more so just looking for an opportunity, just looking to uh, you know, develop in business. Um, I tell people all the time, I, I majored in education and I I love education, thought that was what I was going to do. But, you know, just after graduation, I wanted to, you know, just take a couple of years and just experiment with what was out there. And I landed with Enterprise late in 99. And, you know, now here 2022, I'm still with them. So I've um, worked my way up from the ground level as a management trainee. Um, I was a district manager for about seven, eight years. And now I handle all of the real estate in the Baltimore group. So probably have about 70 locations. Um, and I do everything from locate offices, negotiate leases, uh, oversee construction, oversee the maintenance of it. You know, I, I, I kind of wear a couple of hats when it comes to that. So keeps, keeps me busy, keeps me busy. Um, Jeepers. And, uh, that, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's a tall order for just one store, much less for 70. Have you, I mean, that's once you get them open and going, then do you still have a role with those oh, stores? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm blessed. I have um, two other people on my team that uh, work with me. So, um, you know, I oversee and they they help me with it. And we, um, you know, it's imagine apartment building, you know, um, you know, if you have an issue, you go in and you do like a work order or something like that, where we will oversee it, we'll make sure the vendor gets out there, we'll make sure they fix it. So, you know, it's, it's a busy opportunity, but, you know, it, it keeps you moving, you know, and you get a pipe burst, you know, at night, guess what, we're 
I don't have to go out and fix it, which is, which is great because I would probably make it worse, but I can oversee, you know, the vendors getting out there and everything like that. So um, yeah, my team does a great job and, and fortunately we've been doing really good with it. That's a lot to keep up with. Do, do you have a lot of like late night calls and that kind of thing? Uh, you know, probably not to me late, more weekends, you know, we, I, uh, yeah, yeah I oversee BWI's facility. So Baltimore, Washington airport, I, I oversee their facilities and, you know, they're open, you know, 24 seven, basically. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, issues on the weekends with stuff and, you know, we're trying to oversee it to make sure they get done. Um, you know, snow, snow's a busy time for me, you know, I got to oversee the vendors with snow plows to make sure the lots are getting cleared and everything like that. So it keeps me busy, but I, I mean, I love it. I mean, it's, uh, I'm thinking about your own house and I'm thinking probably if, if you're like me, you keep a list of things you need to do with the house. Does, oh, yeah, it su- sure. does it suffer because of all the, because they having to look out for basically 70 other houses? Yeah. You know, it's, it's for, cause my wife's like, well, that's what you do. That's what you do. I'm like, well, <laughs> you don't want to do it when I get home. <laughs> you know, you know? Uh, but you know, it's funny. Cause like, we'll get somebody to come do some work on the house and I'll, I'll say something and they'll give you that look like, okay, how do you, how do you know about this? Know that? Yeah, how did you mm-hmm. how did you know that code? Like, how did you you know? So mm-hmm. you know, I just want to make sure they know. Like, hey, hey, don't you know, don't, don't, don't mess. Don't yeah, don't come in here. Like, <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> I, you know, so. that's a that's a fun moment when you know when somebody like that realizes, oh, I'm not going to be able to lie to this person. Well, well, you know, I think you know when we when I look back at it, you know, it, it to to being in at Emory, you know, because I I didn't know anything about construction, you know. And what the kids are going through, the students, you know, I say kids, 20, 45 years old. What, Did I mention class of 1999? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> what they're going through, I mean, you know, you're learning work ethic, you're, you know, you're learning those skills and those traits that transcend whatever you do. Because I didn't, when I graduated from Emory in 1999, I had no idea I'd be, you know, walking, looking at pavement and, you know, talking to contractors about building stuff. I, it was the farthest thing from me, but, you know, you know, you play the cards that are dealt with you and you look back at, you know, what's been taught to you and the work ethic that you learned there and, you know, you, you go after it. And I think that's what's what's helped me be where I am right now. You know, I'm a little um, shaken by the fact that you're the second person I've spoken with this week who started out in education and took a whole different route. Are, are, are you worried about that? My wife is in education, so we at least have one. Thursday oh, okay. Night. All right. So we got so one out of two. Okay. We are, we are supporting <laughs> the, the education, you know, I still, you know, dabble in coaching the kids and sports and right. stuff like that. So um, try not to be that parent, you know, yelling from the sidelines and stuff and in coaching, but uh yeah, I'm, I, I try to really, you know, stay involved. And I, what I do now is still some of it's the same core that you learn from teaching. You know, you, I'm still teaching my employees. I'm still trying to educate, you know, consumers and stuff like that. So it's still kind of the same principle, just wearing a different hat. When you said you were coaching a little bit, it's a good time to ask about your kids. Uh, I, I hear you, they come in uh, pairs at your house. Uh, patience, 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 patience. Um, you know, it's nothing like coaching a, a bunch of young kids. My kids are 10. So dealing with 10 year olds, when you want them to go left and they go right, you know, go straight, they go backwards. Um, 
but it's, it's been great. You know, it's um, working for the company I work for. They really believe in work-life balance, you know. Oh, that's that, good. Yeah. That's great. So I'm actually able to go to practice. I'm able to be at their games, no matter how busy I am. I mean, work can be crazy busy. You know, I can still take that, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hours or whatever to physically be there with them. I'm not one of those parents that are at the game and on their phone and stuff. Like I can literally put it down and know that I can enjoy that two hours of uh, being with them. And that's something that, you know, the company has really uh, done a great job of supporting us with that work-life balance. That actually makes me feel really good about enterprise to hear that they're like that. I, not all companies so, really do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, like I said, I have a good team. So like, you know, if I'm going to be out, somebody else can, you know, kind of watch over the system for me and stuff like that. But, um, you know, enterprise, they really believe, you know, in, in taking care of their employees and uh, great company. Uh, anybody listening that, you know, is thinking about joining. I've had a couple people from Emory look me up on LinkedIn and see that I, I work here and reached out and asked questions about the company and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm here to support that. Well, thanks for talking to those Emory young, youngsters. We'll say they're youngsters. I'll be like you and call them kids. I'm, I'm going to have to ask a twin question. So you and yeah. Ronald, are you all identical twins? Identical, identical. That's that's my guy. Uh, we uh, we still talk every day. With, you know, moving to Maryland now, we're probably about twenty five minutes away from each other. So you know, should have should have put three screens on here and had him on here too. But, oh, uh, that would have been fun. I would have been confused, but that would have been fun. Nah, it, 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 well, probably wouldn't have got anything done with us talking over top of each other. <laughs> do y'all do that twin speak thing where you you sort of have a secret language? Yeah, yeah, we can, we, you know, we, we, we definitely like, I can, you know, tell some days when he's having a bad day and I just feel like, you know, I just need to call him and make sure he's okay, you know, stuff. Oh, but, you know, you know he's, he's, he's my guy. He's doing really well. He's um, here What's in Bowie, he Maryland. What's he doing? He's, uh, he works for sales with uh, Truist Bank. So he's been, uh, he's been in the banking industry now for probably about five years. Well, they had that big merger a little while ago. Okay. Um, was it SunTrust and I think BB&T? Yeah. He, he might, he might get mad if I didn't have that right. But, uh, but yeah, they had that merger. And so now they're true. Well, nice. he's, doing, he's doing really well, you know, uh, well, married good for him. kids and stuff. So he's, he's doing good. He's doing good. He has two children, boy and a girl, you said, and you've got two children and yours are twins. Are yours identical? No, they're boy and a girl too. Boy and a girl too. Oh. Chancellor, Chancellor is my son and Mackenzie's my daughter. What yeah. about that? So yeah. clearly twins run in your family. Or is so on my mom's side of the family, at one point in time, I think there was like probably eight sets of twins. Uh, so that is wacky. Well, how cool. Just to remind everybody who we're talking with today, we're talking with Donald Thurston. And I'm, I'm drilling in about twins because we were fascinated when you were at Emory and Henry that, that there was another guy who looked just like you, your twin yeah. brother, and you both were just delightful folks and played basketball. And you majored in education. I'm, what did Ron major in? Same, same, same. Oh, we're, okay. Uh, of course. We, 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 we were inseparable. <laughs> well, I think that's cool, though, and it's it's fun to hear you talking about some of those things that you started learning at Emory. Even though you didn't end up going into education, you feel like some of those lessons from, you know, different classes have kind of followed you into your work, sounds like. You know, um, to me, college, yeah, you know, you, you leave with a degree, but the day-to-day learning that you do is probably more valuable and I shouldn't say that but I feel like it is than you know what your diploma says because you're going to learn to relate to people you're going to learn to meet new people and if you're fortunate like myself and the other basketball players that uh, played under the late Bob Johnson you know you learn a lot of life lessons you know and I reflect back to those on a daily you know 
to this day, I still get up at 5 a.m. to work out, you know, and that's that's still. Wow, that is commitment. That Johnson, is commitment. You know? Yeah. So that that goes back to, you know, learning that in college and just never, never getting away from it. Yeah. The education was great. Awesome. No, phenomenal. But the people and the, the life lessons oh. that I learned, the mentors that I took away and stuff, it's by far has made me the person I am now. Tell me about your involvement in the community. Are you, are you, you've got two kids, so you don't have time to do anything probably because they're, they're keeping you running, I bet. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, you know, um, active in church, but, uh, you know, recently I uh, was in a uh, minority leadership group. And so it's, I'm, I really love when I see the messages coming out of Emory Henry with their diversity and inclusion and everything that they're doing. I mean, I just, uh, it really, really makes me feel good to see my, my institution doing that in my college. Um, so recently I was doing a uh, master's series for distinguished leaders, which was my a minority um, kind of form here in DC where they had people over the age of 35 in leadership roles come out for a year, once a month to uh, learn how to be promise-driven individuals, how we can get more involved in the community, how we can help with diversity, how we can help with inclusion. So that was my passion for a while there. Obviously, with the company I work for now, we're always trying to do philanthropic events. You know, we community. So we just helped at a, a park here in Baltimore doing stuff. So I stay, I stay busy. I know I would, you do. My, I would say my passion is, you know, still toward diversity and inclusion. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. So the leadership program you were involved in, were you one of the presenters in that or did you take that course? Yeah, so a little bit of both. So okay. they're trying they're trying to te- teach you to be promise-driven leaders to help as you get older bring up the younger generation, you know, from a diversity standpoint. So um, you know, you're doing a lot of it's basically seminar stuff. You're doing a lot of seminars, you know, uh, presenting research papers and research topics that you did, you know, throughout the month. I partnered with the Congressional Black Caucus here in DC. Uh, so just stuff that I was doing with them, I was presenting, um, just staying active, you know, going out, community events, charity work, everything that we thought was going to help, you know, be a promise driven leader. Because what's happening now is, you know, you feel that the older generation and that why they targeted 35, you have the older generation. Now they're trying to really target that middle generation to keep to keep kind of that legacy going. So it was really good. You know, I had in my class, we had people from Houston, Texas, we had people from California. And so these people, you know, we're all making a commitment, you know, to come out, come together and really try to uh, try to grow that diversity and inclusion. Do you want to explain promise driven or what that means? Yeah. So promise driven leader. So what, what do you hear? What's your goal in life? Like, you know, what, what is Donald Thurston here to do? You know? And so for me being a promise driven leader is somebody that's made a promise to myself, to society that I'm going to live a certain way. I'm going to carry myself away a certain way. And that's what we talked about, about leadership, that I'm going to carry myself in this certain way, that I'm going to be that promise driven. Like I'm going to have a purpose every day I wake up, I have a purpose and that's to be a better person. That's to be a better leader, husband, father, you know, all those, all those traits. So by being promise driven and being in a leadership role, we can then set the example for the younger um, generation to come up. You're basically promising to, to be all that, that you intend to be, but also to bring along young people behind you. What do you hear from young people right now? Yeah, it's, it's funny because it changes so often, you know, like I'm, you know, 
45 and I'm trying to relate to a 22 year old. I mean, it's just, it's different, but you know, what I, what I can see and what I can speak on is people want to know that again, go back to a purpose. They want to know that there's a purpose for them in life. And I think us as the generation ahead of them have to help them see that there are opportunities out there, there are decisions they have to make and we can rest on our morals and our decisions we made coming up to kind of share that with them. So I feel like a lot of the generation just, they just need somebody, you know, they don't, it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. That can be what we're there for to kind of help them be that, you know, that mentor mentee type relationship to give them what they need. And I feel like some of the younger people are prideful where they really don't want to reach out. And so I think we have to kind of, as that next generation kind of seek, can I help this person? Like I, and then kind of build that up. Cause I really, I really feel like a lot of the younger generation is really prideful, you know, and as, as I was, you know, when I was young, I didn't, I didn't anybody tell me anything. I got this, you know, I know this. How, how did that go playing for Bob Johnson? It lasted for the first 30 minutes of practice. There you go. I made it through 30 minutes, you know, um, <laughs> But yeah, so like, you know, I feel like that's what we can really do to to help them is like reflect back on what we've been through and, and help because the younger generation, they have it with social media and just the, the stuff that we didn't even experience, you know, in 1999, you know, it's, it's just so much for them that I think we need to help kind of help steer them in the, in the right direction. I tell you what, I talk to more people who say just what you just said, and I've said it, that social media it's kind of the devil some days. I mean, it just, it is so hard to compete or feel like you have to compete against all of that. It's just almost too much. It's almost like you need a master of social media because it can be good and bad, you know, and how you use it, you know, and I tell young people, you know, you use it the way you use it in college is different the day you graduate, you know, really be think, thinking about that, you know, even in college, you know, you see it on TV sometimes, you know, this athlete posted this back in college, you know, well, back in and college, look, they, yeah. they probably didn't know, you know, that's, right. that's what social media is about. And so, you know, uh, you want to enjoy college, you want to, you want to be free spirited, you want to, mm-hmm. you know, live that life. But, you know, with social media, there is, there's, there's that track record, I guess, going to follow you. Gosh, what you just said kind of made my stomach drop because when I think about some of the things that I have said and thought when I was younger that I don't even begin to believe right now, it just makes my stomach turn to think about that. I would have put that up and I would have, you know, because it's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. But you know, you're trying to tell them because like, you know, you always, I want to say graduate, let's jump on LinkedIn. Let's, you know, (laughs) let's, let's start applying for stuff like seek stuff through Facebook. Well, when that employer, whatever is looking back at you now, they're going to see stuff that you might not want them, yeah. you know, to really see. But, you know, we, do, I, I don't want people not to enjoy college. Like you got to enjoy college. Like that's what those four years of college are like the best or right. five years, six years, whatever plan you're on, you know, whatever you're that's, on. That's, yeah. the, <laughs> that's the best time <laughs> uh, of your life, you know, so don't, don't tiptoe, like enjoy college, you know, enjoy it. Just, you know, just, you know, again, having that purpose and knowing like, all right, you know, I got to be ready for the next step. And maybe don't document everything that happens that, you know, every now and then we'll have a project and somebody will say, well, what I really need are some pictures from our freshman year. And I'm like, nobody could find a camera that, I mean, nobody could find it. Nobody had a camera. So, you know, it's just not like you've got one in your pocket all the time, like you do now. Oh yeah. Like it's, 
you know, I, I see the, you know, people now with, you know, Instagrams and all this stuff, you know, in 99, like you had to like pick up the phone, like a regular phone and call somebody, <laughs> you know, like that's absolutely like, it's funny. I was talking to somebody what? the other day. Oh, I, I moved. I moved. And so I was talking to somebody, you know, you know, one of the first questions, all right, Hey, what's your home phone number? And I was like, I don't have a home phone number. And they were like, Oh yeah, I guess that's obsolete now. Well, that, that is not too many people have home phone numbers. And, you know, it's like, it's the truth because it's mostly just telemarketers. That's all it is, you know? So, you know, so the times have changed, but you know, I, I really feel like the younger generations in a great, I mean, they're in a great, great setting right now, you know, with what's going on at Emory Henry college, what's, what's going on with diversity and inclusion just in the world. Like, I think we got to really think about this world as not, you know, uh, going in a bad direction. This is a, this is a great place to be. It's a great time. There's so many opportunities out there for young people. I mean, it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited. I can't, I can't speak for for them, but you know, I'm, I'm excited for what's, what's happening out there. And I think, I think the young people are going to do an amazing job with the, the next 20 to 30 to 40 years. It's just, it's going to be amazing. It's fun to hear you being so optimistic. You know, change is good. You know, I think, you know, if we live where it's just the same thing over and over and over, rinse and repeat, as you know, somebody used to tell me, you, you kind of get stuck in that same thing. But I mean, the younger generation, just the creative minds they have and just, you know, they're, they're learning different attributes and bringing different things to the to the world to the job market and 20 years from now i just i can't wait to see where we are with them it's funny i so many times i have said to somebody they'll tell me what their job is and i'm like okay i didn't even know that was a job and it sure as heck was not a job 30 years ago and it's just so kind of funny but it's really cool to see what young people are doing now Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of younger people are getting into owning their own businesses earlier in life. You know, you see, you know, people in their 20s and 30s, you know, with their own business and being successful, you know, I'm sure they didn't go to college, you know, thinking they were going to own their own business. They probably got to college. They saw something they felt like they could have a niche with and they went after it. So I, I applaud that, you know, um, and I think that goes back to the work ethic that they learn in the, in the four years they're in school. Well, it makes me awful happy. Donald, think about you hanging out with young people because this is just the attitude that a young person needs. I think that's so dear. That just makes me happy. We're about to wrap up, but before we go, tell me what sort of you notice that really sort of catches the imagination of a young person. They're really inquisitive. And so I, I feel like I was inquisitive, but the questions you get from the younger generation, they're just they're so thought provoking. Like they ask me questions sometimes and I'm like, oh, that's a good question. Let me, let me think on that, you know? So I, re- I really think that's, that's it. They're just so much more inquisitive in the knowledge, like the knowledge they know coming out at that age. And then I think back to 1999, I was like, all right, well, did I just miss that or something? Or did I not know what they know now, you know? Um, but I just feel like the biggest thing that I, I see from it is just more inquisitive. They know more. Um, I just want them to believe in themselves. When they come out, they graduate, believe in yourself. You got this. You're going to be successful, you know, and you have people yeah. like myself and other other alum that are that are here just to help out any way we can. That's awesome. It does seem like they don't accept things at face value the way we did. I don't, sure. I don't, yeah, I was like you say, I don't remember being quite that questioning of well, of authority for one thing, but of anything, and they they'll question everything. Like I said, I played sports, so if Coach Johnson said run, I ran. <laughs> okay, I'm going. Right? You learned that lesson real fast. <laughs> okay, let's go. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and you probably answered my last question just from the fact that you referred to him so many times. But are there were there people at Emory Henry or wow. situations at Emory Henry that just really continue to follow you throughout your life? 
yeah, you know, um, the people you meet there, like, you know, when, when I, when I graduated, you know, you're like, ah, oh, am I going to see those people again? But I go back to social media, like, you know, I was worried that I would, but now it's social media. I still, I still keep up with, you know, uh, the players on the, on the basketball team, you know, uh, I mentioned RJ Spellsberg earlier, but you know, it's, it's, it's great. And now I'm seeing them with their kids and that's what brings me joy. You know I mean? I'm seeing them post videos of their kids playing basketball or whatever, you know, the, uh, the Bob Johnson basketball tournament they had in Virginia, you know, that stuff brings joy to me to, to see that, you know, uh, it's good to see Jacqueline Dickens down, down there doing her thing as the, the women's coach. You know, that's my girl. So I hope, hope she is paying attention and listening to this. Send me some gear. Send me some gear. Make sure she knows. Oh, she'll uh, be listening now because I'm going to make sure she knows she got a shout yeah, out. Make, make sure she sends me some gear. But no, you know, the, the four years there, one, it went by so fast, you know. But uh, for me, I spent most of my time playing basketball. So obviously, you know, Bob Johnson, rest in peace, you know, Coach Self. Uh, Coach Wacker, those those guys just, I mean, you know, I can't thank them enough for what they what they did for me, you know, and everybody on the campus. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's almost like a storybook, like how nice everybody is down there, you know, and to see what, you know, we have going on with the, the college and the expansion and everything like that. You know, it's uh, it's a great time to be an Emory Henry College alum, you know, but uh, for me, you know, the, the work ethic, there's no doubt that if I had to sum up what I learned in 40, it was just work ethic, you know, it just from day one, that's what, that's what it taught me. Well, that is a beautiful thing. However, I'm going to rat you out right now because you just admitted to me that you have not been back here for a very long time. So I thought here, that was off camera. I thought that was it, off camera. No, we're dragging it right back into public. So here, it's on the record now. We're telling everybody listening, all five people who are listening to this, they <laughs> now know that you have not been back for a long time. So it is time for you to come home. I don't know if I I don't know if I'll be able to find my way back. It's so big now. Like I don't, you know, we have this GPS on your phone. (laughs) I got to get down there, you know. Uh, But it's good you talk about kids. My kids are at the age now where it's like, oh, daddy, where did you go to school? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a true story. I'll tell you. Yeah. But one of my prized possessions and the people that played basketball back for Coach Johnson probably had this is my framed jersey that I got from senior night, and that still hangs in my basement. You know, and so my okay, kids that's are awesome. Like, they're always that's like, oh, precious. daddy, we want to go see where you play basketball and stuff. We want to go see. We went. So we definitely got to get down there so they can uh, they can see it. But it's still the, the jersey still hangs in my basement. Right. But here's the thing. You got to come see us before they're ready to look at colleges themselves, which is not that long. You know, it's not the blink. It'll blink and be there. Like, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Donald yeah. Thurston, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today on the Duck Pond Wall. What a treat to see your face and to catch up with Absolutely. you and hear what you're doing. Absolutely. This is this is a highlight for me. This is a highlight. <laughs> All right. What I didn't think to ask you about, did you ever have a radio show at Emory? Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't get off the phone. I'll get off that oh, yeah. Yeah, Well, tell me about was, your, what did you have? What did you do? It was, uh, it was our freshman year. It was my brother, myself, and a guy named Josh Gilmore. We all played basketball and we had a little radio show. I must've been like on a Wednesday night, you know, just because we were Refreshment. We were just trying to find something to do, you know, and everything yeah. like that. And to this day, like my brother and I still sometimes laugh about the stories 
you know, of playing music and stuff yeah, like that on radio. So I love the radio station. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm a DJ alum, I guess I'm a DJ alum. Yes, you are. And you're going to love the statement. You can, when you come back to visit this year, because you know, you said this you year. would, you didn't really, this but year, I'm going to act like you did. But <laughs> when you come back to visit this year, you're going to be so excited to see the radio station because it looks terrific. You're going to love it. Sure. I'm sure I'm excited to see everything. <laughs> Tell me what, wait, wait, what kind of music did you, did you guys play? We don't want to talk about that right now. <gasps> No, no, I was like, uh, so my, I, I'll never forget. So my, DJ, my DJ name was D nice. That was my, that was my DJ. That was my DJ name. <laughs> D nice. So this was like, you know, I guess freshman year, this was like 96. Uh-huh. So we were playing all the, you know, kind of edgy, you know, rap, hip hop, R&B kind of music. That's Tupac, good was, Tupac was big back then. So we were kind of mm-hmm. easing in that, that kind of music. I'm glad you're telling this story because we need one of those shows. Right, we don't have anybody doing that right now. We need somebody to do that. So I'm. This is like throwing down the gauntlet. We got to get somebody to come in here and, and push that boundaries a little bit. So that'll be good. Uh, yeah, we, were, we were just we pushing the line a little bit. Yeah. Did you have to like check all the language? I'm trying to think. There was a young lady that like I guess oversaw us, and she uh-huh. would be like honest, like. You can't play that. You can't play that. What well, like, the FCC like, has uh, rules. They had rules. My brother might remember her name. I can't remember her name. But she would just be like, no, no, no. You can't play that. You can't play that. But it's hot on the charts right now. It's Everybody wants to hear it. That was always exactly. our, our comeback. Everybody wants to hear this. Maybe we could get maybe we could get some students to do the D, the D nice flat flashback show. <laughs> and we'll play Tupac and we'll play all the stuff that would have been your hits. Uh, they might be like, who are these people? Like, this is this is not what we want to hear. This is not Drake. This is not Drake or anybody. I was gonna say they're probably they're gonna go Tupac. That is so Ooh. yesterday. Well, Donald, thank you so much. This has been a hoot and a half. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And seriously, tell your mom and dad, hey, because really, I remember them so much from playing oh, yeah. games and stuff. So that be tell me, tell me, miss them too, and that they should come back and visit. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, my dad. If we go, he's definitely want to go. We're now with them changing conferences. We're gonna have to, you know, try to see a schedule and stuff. See if we can, you know, yeah, try to make and stuff like that. You know, so it's a whole uh, new world. It's a whole new world. Whole really new world. is. Donald, thank you. It is great to see you, friend. I'm gonna keep needling you about coming to visit. So just count on it. Absolutely, absolutely. We will be down. And I want to thank everybody for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. And please keep listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Mm-hmm.